Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. And today, alongside me, I've got Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Holmes. We call him Mr. Six Figures because he's the highest earning personal trainer in the world. The world, yeah. Glenn, how's it going, mate? Good, how's it going? It's going really, really well. So, guys, listening... On today's podcast, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the big fight, Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko, that was last weekend. Then after that, we're going to go into traveling for work, uh, which we're doing a lot of lately, which is fantastic. And then we're going to go into a personal train, what personal training versus sports performance coach. Glenn's just done a fantastic blog on this, and we're going to talk about, talk about that as well. Uh, but yeah, how's it going, Glenn? Everything good? Good to be back in Santa Monica. Last few podcasts we've done have been at the Brentwood gym. So yeah, it's good, and the sun's out, sun's out, sun's out, guns out. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you see I've got the big guns the out. California summer's in full effect now. It's the difference that makes you feel having the sun in your face is I love it, right? Do you? Yeah, you just you have more energy, you feel better. Uh, I, I was listening to a show what Ben Greenfield did. If you listen to podcasts reg- regular, we had a guy called Ryan Munsey on, and Ryan Munsey was talking about biohacking. So I was very interested in biohacking, so I looked more into it, and I seen Ben Greenfield, who's a huge fitness podcaster. He's going to come on this podcast, and I'm going to go on his podcast as well. You just uh, trained him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I trained in him. That very ring. Thing, absolute beast. Yeah. I know you've learned a lot from him. Oh, yeah, he's, he's class. Yeah, he's, so a big, he's a big inspiration. Check out his podcast. So I, I was watching a video on YouTube, Ben Greenfield, biohacking, and he talks about how you can biohack your body is not really a biohack it's by getting sunlight on your face right he said every morning if you wake up and you can get the sun on your face it's the, it's one of the best things you can do so there's a natural clock inside your body called the circadian rhythm which regulates when we go to sleep when we wake up how much energy we all have right and that's how you kind of set your circadian rhythm is as soon as you go out if you go straight into the sunlight that's telling your body okay it's time to wake up it's time to to go out and work right. and do, you know if you go back to primal existence, as soon as they were up, the sunlight was out, they were out, and then it was time to go and hunt or whatever it was. Yeah, that was anything. their alarm clock. Yeah, exactly. The so sun the sun's kind of like your alarm clock. I try and do it as well. So I wake up, and my house isn't the best for natural sunlight because yeah. it's in a condo building with high walls on either side of each side of the, the apartment. So as soon as I wake up, I try and get out in the sun as soon as I can. I'll, I'll get myself ready and then I go straight out. It's amazing the difference. Like While I'm getting ready, I'm like, feel kind of groggy and tired. Yeah. Like, oh, I was tired this morning. As soon as I get in my car and have the sunroof back and some sunlight on my face, or just walk out, take the dog out and stand in the sun for just yeah. a minute, energy's right up. Glenn's apartment, condo block where he's at, uh, you kind of played it down a little bit there. It's It's absolutely quality it is a bit dark but you oh, walk it's nice but it's just the the, the only I think, yeah there's not you much step outside of glenn's sunlight. front door and take two steps and you're in a swimming pool <laughs> so you know that that's yeah that's I'll, I'll take the so the 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 lack of sunlight direct sunlight into the apartment just to have the pool though right yeah yeah i'd, I'd be a bit wary about having with your little sun walking out there though that must be a bit dodgy. well it's gated off in it so yeah so talking about sons and kids my uh, my wife's mom and dad have been here for a few months helping us with the kids, and now it's funny. Now now they're going back, and I need to look for help and look for a nanny. And so now you you've got to deal with the real world. You got to deal, deal with, with the reality. Real world. Like, I haven't got you them. Spoiled you. I haven't got <laughs> you them have help, no idea. helping us anymore. And uh, the thing is, with me, and I know that you know this, I trust just about no one in this world. There's yeah. like a handful of people who I trust. Yeah. And now trying to find a nanny, someone who you don't know, because we don't know many people out here. To trust them with your 
with your kids, which is your life, your world. Yeah. For me, I know you're a bit different. You've got a nanny, but for me, it, well, we did. We don't know. It kills but us, mate. Had, we us. had one for the first six months. So, well, it was funny because the, the day I'm looking for a nanny, I was in Marmalade on Montana getting some breakfast just before I was meant uh, doing a meeting, and I was in there, and there was a nanny there with a kid who was about four. This kid was on his iPad playing on games, and I swear down, the nanny was there on a mobile phone on Tinder, just fucking swiping, <laughs> just looking at fellas like that. Shit. And I'm... And While she's supposed to be looking at the kid. she's looking at the kid, the kid's pulling her arm, trying to talk to her, and she's like fobbing him off, like, no, 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 why is she swiping? But she's doing it, like, in the middle of this restaurant, I'm thinking, you slag. Yeah. You fucking slag. Well, I mean, well, you, come on, look after the kid. That's... 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 Weird, isn't it? It's so weird. Like, I, I wanted to take a picture or video because I couldn't believe what I was yeah, seeing. Yeah. You know, when she's looking after the kid. So for me, looking for a nanny and, and then seeing that, it's like, oh, can't trust anyone. Yeah, it's going back to the, the trust thing, I was like you were at the beginning when I first had my son. It's, it's all new, right? But I think because where we come from, we're used to having your grandparents, your right. aunties and uncles, your, your cousins, sister. You're used to having family around. Right. Did they come? Did they just come over? They look after the kid all day, or they pick him up from school for you. You've got family around to help you. Yeah. But I think in LA, there's so many people that come to this city from everywhere else in the world. Yeah. Their families aren't here, so when they start a family, it's just in the culture to just hire somebody to help yeah. you look after your kids. Uh, so it took me a while to get my head around that. At first, I was like, Danielle's like, oh, got, my wife was like, you, we, we, I've got a referral for a nanny, she's great and all this. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then the first couple of weeks, there's like a random woman in my kitchen, like putting the dishes away when I wake up for work and then coming into my room and, and taking the baby and like getting him ready and all this. Definitely not. But he, that, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> rule number one, don't, don't hire a fit nanny. <laughs> so uh, at first it's really weird. It's a bit of a culture shock, but... I think when you get your head around that, like, that's the way of life here and that's yeah. how it is, no, especially it. in this country and especially in this city. I think once you accept that, it, it's, it'll become a lot easier to trust people. And, and, and I think if, if you, you've just got to do it by referral. You, you don't right. just hire anybody. Yeah. I put you, go, you go through a referral through somebody you trust in the first place who, who's saying, oh, you know, this person's yeah, great. Like, I've got about 100 replies and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not worried and about it. I've not even read the replies. Yeah. So before we get right into the podcast... I've been talking to Glenn before, and he's agreed that I think we're on 33 reviews on iTunes now. We never really knew much about the re re reviews on iTunes, but now we found out that it really helps with the podcast. So Glenn has agreed to give anyone, when we get to 50 reviews, he's going to pick one person with the best review, and he's going to give them a free training session yeah. in Box and Burn for a complete free. So you're getting a $500 training session <laughs> with the main money self, Mr. Glenn Holmes. So when anyone leaves a review on iTunes, the higher those numbers go, that really helps iTunes are more likely to recommend us. Yeah. So if people are searching for similar things or listening to similar podcasts, it, it kind of boosts us up in Apple's radar where they're more likely to refer this podcast. So it really helps us grow. If uh, we, when, like, so like he said, when we get to 50, we're going to give away Is that a, right, a, a Ernie, training the session. Producer? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, that definitely. A podcast, the podcast, uh, you know, in iTunes, you get more points if, uh, if someone leaves a review. So yeah. if you enjoy the show... Help us out, support us. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. And we really appreciate the support. And as soon as we get to 50, get yourself into Box and Burn. And if you don't we'll enjoy do the show, don't leave a review because we don't want them reviews on there. Yeah, <laughs> good point, yeah. Uh, so yeah, leave a review and get a train session with Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Homes, for free. So moving on to the fight, the well, big fight. Be before we get to that, I wanted to talk about 
you being tired from the other night because we oh, tried we, about, yeah. we 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 we, we jumping back a couple of episodes if you listen to the episode with Ryan Munsey it's in the archives super intelligent you know PhD nutritionist amazing conversation we had with him and he gave us a bunch of samples of his his company which is called Natural Stacks they have a product called oh, yeah. Siltep which is a nootropic designed to help cognition and keep you focused and be more task orientated all that kind of stuff and you tried it right a couple of weeks yeah, ago let me just jump in now because this is not a sponsorship they're not sponsoring us we're not getting paid or anything for talking about this it's we just something we're interested it's in because <laughs> most podcasts are sponsored by nutrition companies yeah but we, 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 before we're talking about we said before the podcast we said well, let's talk about that a little bit because uh it's something i've been trying something something new. yeah well it goes back to what you said before about biohacking you're interested yeah. in it right so you want i'm interested in it so he's give us he sent us some of these samples of this uh natural stacks and the first one was Magn- Magne- Magtech. The Magtech, yeah, which is Magtech. just a magnesium supplement. So if you listen to that podcast, you might be as su- su- surprised as I am because Ryan Munsey is one very smart man. But Glenn, I'm surprised with you and how, how much you knew about nutrition as well. I, I don't know. Like in terms of nutrition, I've got a basic knowledge, but I'm just really fascinated by supplements and what the effects are on the body and how you behave and how you perform and how it affects you. Yeah. I just, I'm just fascinated by it. So the more I can learn, I just I just take in bits of knowledge and I've done for the last few years and then it just kind of spilled out in the yeah. podcast. So Ryan, Ryan Munsey, he sent us some of these uh, natural stacks products and I've been taking the MagTech one and uh, he said take it before bed. He sent us some instructions and I took yeah. it before bed and I slept like a baby. I've got a tip for you as well. If you take that, Plus a zinc supplement, magnesium and zinc together before you sleep, your testosterone levels will boost your so you get only. You'll wake up with massive balls. Just be a beast <laughs> when you wake up. <laughs> Sounds good. I think I'll do that. I yeah, think just I'll add try. a bit of zinc in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the other one was the what's it called? S- Siltep. That's Siltep. the new tropic that I wanted yeah, to talk it's about. It's kind of like uh, what's it called? Alpha Brain for. Yeah, it's their version of on its Alpha, Alpha brain. brain a little bit. But yeah. with this one, uh, there's a few tweaks and one or two differences that he mentions in that podcast. If anyone wants to look into it and compare and contrast the two. But I, I was interested because you were saying that you felt you felt good or good after you, felt you, great you at first. So the sample pack was there's three pills in the sample pack, yeah. right? And I think you took two. And he was saying if you if you're not used to it, maybe stick to one. So yeah, you kind of doubled up. Two, yeah. yeah. And then you felt really tired in the evening. But his response to that was, as he's been speaking to him this week. So if anyone tries Siltep or a nootropic and you notice that later on in the day you're feeling really tired, he he said that it what a nootropic does, it, it increases the calorie expenditure from your brain, right? So if you're already a very busy person who's got a lot of stuff going on and you're multitasking here and you're doing a lot during the day, you're a busy person using your brain all day right. and you add a nootropic on top of that, it's just going to increase the calorie expenditure from your brain, right? Yeah. So by the end of the day, your brain's pretty much like, oh, like overloaded. Yeah, so you're just going to crash. So his suggestion to get around that was the nootropic's going to help you with your performance during the day, your mental performance during the day. But he suggested upping the levels of choline so you can take a choline supplement. You can get choline from egg yolks. That's a great source of choline. And then the other one was he, he suggested maybe getting more sleep. Maybe if you're a little bit yeah. sleep deprived, you're really going to feel it too. And then you said yesterday that you slept a lot better, right? Slept so and, and last night as well. So but I, I had a feedback from somebody that I train. I gave her the Siltep and she works in entertainment law. And she she took a couple of packets for a couple of colleagues and she said everyone was like 
loving it. They were all oh, just nice. focused. They, no one was being aggro. <laughs> Everyone was just like calm, but really focused and getting all the work done. So she's going to actually go and order some. Oh, nice. Yeah. Again, this is not an ad because we're not getting sponsored or getting paid by these. So it's just legit stuff. And like you said, I'm, I'm into this. It's just so fascinating. Shit. The thing, one of the things I'm really enjoying about doing podcasts now is meeting so many interesting people and learning so much. Definitely. I think it's making me smarter. It's keeping us on my toes now. I've well, I've been telling you this stuff for the last five years, but you just chose not to listen to it. Yeah, but when I get to you were like, like, what Ryan, do you know? <laughs> Ryan Munzi on here with a degree <laughs> right. rather than little old Glenn where he's exactly. tattooed legs from Blackburn. <laughs> you know? It's different. It's different, uh, isn't it? But I, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying doing this and learning. Uh, I've told people before, but before I started doing the Boxing Life podcast, I wrote a column for the Sunday Sun, which is a newspaper in England. And uh, You don't do that anymore, do you? No, I stopped it and doing the podcast. Yeah. And... Uh, the good thing about doing a, a column was or a podcast or a blog like we're going to talk about what you're doing now yeah. is you've got to do research oh definitely before you get into it so when you do the research it's helping you become a smarter person and right. then when you get someone on like Ryan Munsey or even like Brian Callan when he was on yeah. uh, you, you learn stuff all the time yeah I think the research inspires me as well right I get an idea for something I want to write about and then as soon as I start researching it, like ideas and inspiration, just like like crazy. I just right. read a couple of articles. And I'm like, oh no, I'll disagree with something or agree with something or learn something, and then it just it just kicks it all off. Right. It's good. Yeah, and the only people we get on here is interesting people, mm-hmm. and we've got two podcasts coming up uh, later on. With uh, we've got Steve Krebs coming on, who's a business coach, entrepreneur, like stud life coach. Uh, I'm really interested to see to dig into more about what he does yeah, because you've right been training him in yeah. the gym and he's earning a fortune he's a, yeah. he's a consultant and he's he's charges like two two and a half grand uh, a month for consultant fee and he's got like 15 people on. He, he's, he's making like 30 grand plus a month by doing a few phone calls a week uh, obviously there's a bit more of it than that but yeah. like uh, he's, lo- he's loving life so right. yeah we're gonna get him on the next podcast and then and we've also got coming on Chris Schiffler yeah. Foo Fighter yeah. Stud so guitar player from the Foo Fighters yeah so uh, look out for them we're going to teach you how to be a rock star on that one right? that would be (laughs) nice that would be nice so moving forward the Anthony Joshua fought fight fought last weekend against Vladimir Klitschko the biggest fight in boxing history and Brendan Sharp who he got me and Glenn on his podcast on his big down big brown breakdown so to, to talk about that and if you Listening to me and you heard of us through the big brown breakdown. It's a mouthful, isn't it? Well, Try saying that when you're pissed. <laughs> oh, no, well, it was funny how I end up getting on there. Brendan's a good friend of mine. I, I trained him for his last three uh, fights in the UFC against Matt Mitrion, uh, Andre Oloski and Travis Brown. And yeah, we'll come very, very close. And when he started doing the big, bro- <laughs> big brown breakdown, <laughs> I said to him, Brendan, why don't you do a... This is even a bigger mouthful. Why don't you do a big brown boxing breakdown? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, when's the next fight? When's the next big fight? This was in December. Yeah. And I went, uh, Joshua Klitschko, you went, when's that? I, uh, I said, oh, it's April. He went, fucking April, that's miles away. I went, oh, that's weird. So we waited. He's, that's blew up that podcast now. It's and- crazy because, I mean, the fighter and the kid, which is what everybody knows him from, really, yeah. is exploding. And then he, I think he really wanted to start a more fight talk-based podcast because the fighter and the kid was more known for being comedy and having guests on and that kind yeah. of stuff. And they touched on it a little bit, but it was never really a main focus. And I think a lot of people really wanted his views and his opinions on fighting and the UFC and really get 
a lot of that out of his yeah. brain. So the big brown breakdown has like allowed him to do that, yeah. and it's just exploded. I think the he had Stone Cold Steve Austin on from WWE, yeah, a couple of episodes ago, and I think they like three million downloads within oh, like yeah. two weeks. Well, the the day after that. We were on his show. He texted me, said, I got 700,000 downloads already. 700,000? In a few 000. days, right? That was, I think, the next the next night. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's It's crazy. And what a great experience for us going on that. I loved it. It was so so much fun. Yeah, I think it was, it was good because I mentioned to you before, I think the reason why I liked it was because there was a lot of emotion in it. You telling your story, going through your right. career and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of good backstory. And then us all just breaking down the fight and getting into the... Klitschko Joshua fight and all coming up with the same thoughts on it really it yeah. was good I think because we went into quite a lot of detail about fight plans and strategies and yeah, but the, I, the history. I mean the actual breakdown was the smallest part of the podcast the, right. the, the big talking point was about well he was interviewing me about my career and all yeah. that and it was funny that he, he never knew some of the things that I'd, that I'd done and, yeah. and achieved so even though we're very close and that's what a lot of the comments and I was watching what people were saying about the show and they were saying they love the chemistry between, yeah, yeah. between us and between you because Glenn now trains Brendan in here uh, all the time. Yeah. Bren, I think Brendan's in this gym more than me. I swear down. I think Every time is. I come up there's a Bentley park outside. Like, oh, yeah, every time there. you show up he's here. <laughs> he's here all the time. Uh, keeping in shape. So, that's what most successful people do, keep in shape. That's another podcast that you talk about right, right now. Right. But not. So let's get into this fight. Let's get into this fight. So me, Brendan, and Glenn were all done a prediction on the on the on the fight result. And guess who was right? Who was right? Fucking me. I think Brendan predicted the same though, didn't he? Didn't no, he, he didn't. He, he, he predicted uh, sooner than eight or something. I, I, I said within eight. I yeah, said you like mid rounds. You and him said the same. And I said after nine. I was so close after that fifth round knockdown. I was praying that Klitschko <laughs> wasn't gonna get up because I was like, I'm gonna get this one right. He got up. But what a fight. I mean, Anthony, Anthony Joshua, to get through that the way he did, he took Vladimir Klitschko's best, hardest punch Clean. in that straight right hand. Clean yeah. on the chin. Yeah. I don't think there's many men in the world could take that punch in a 10-ounce glove. Unbelievable. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. It's unbelievable That's how, like he, how, he, hit with a how he got up. But it was only about, I think, a minute into the round. He still had two minutes to at least, I think, to survive the rest of the round. It yeah. was early in the round when he got knocked down. Was it? I yeah. think. How he, how he survived the rest of the round, let alone come back and won the fight. Yeah. Mind-blowing heart. And I think, I said yesterday, that it's like his fitness is such a huge factor in that fight. His fitness yeah. oh, got yeah. him through his that fight. Because when you get concussed and hurt like that, which just happened to me a few times, you're fighting on instinct. Yeah. You're fighting, you're not, you're, your brain's not there, your brain's rattled, so you're fighting... On you're relying your, on your your physical on your, fitness to your get condition. If you're not in condition, your instinct's not going to kick in. Yeah. And just like Vladimir Klitschko done, was it in the fifth round when he got he got, knocked out? He got dropped in the sixth. Well, he got dropped. He did get dropped, didn't he? He got dropped in the fifth. Or, in the I sixth. think it was. Or, no. oh, so it's, Joshua dropped Klitschko in the first, fifth. Yeah. And then Andy Joshua got dropped in the sixth. And so think, again, Klitsch, Klitschko's condition, though, I mean, got to respect him. 41 years old. Yeah, unbelievable. On his toes like that. Do you, do, do you know what I thought, right? Because. The questions going into it were, is he shot? Is he over the hill? He looks slow against yeah. Fury. He wasn't moving his legs. He didn't throw his right hand. And I said all along that was because Tyson Fury's skill and game plan was so good. It took everything away from Klitschko. It yeah. took his, 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 everything he has away from him. And everyone's like, is he slow? Is he past it? Is he shot? And I think he proved in that fight yesterday that he's not. No. I think Klitschko looked fresh. He looked fit. He was light on his feet. His footwork was good. He was moving. I think he, he used his feet more than he has done for a, 
I've, I think I've ever seen. He was like bouncing, taking yeah. a step back a lot. His, his feet looked great and he looked sharp. He looked fast. His reflexes were good. one of the best I think I've ever seen him. Yeah. You know? I think he had to be because he was fighting someone yeah. half his age. But um, he, he, he looked really good. I was just watching the post-fight interview with Klitschko there. I mean, what a gentleman he is, you know? He's, yeah. a, just, he's just a gentleman. Did you see Vitaly right behind him though? Like Vladimir is just trying to be like nice, like oh, gentleman, sportsman, all this. Vitaly wasn't having it. He just stood there behind him like this, super just pissed off, hard. just gutted. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> no, but this was this was in the press con- post press conference, and he was talking about how uh, how he's in. He's got in the in the contract that he's got the rematch clause. So yeah, I'd I'd be interested in a rematch. Oh, no, I love the rematch. I've, I've been the best fight ever. Seen everything on well, social media. I've not really seen any talk of a rematch. Everyone seems to. Have accepted that that's Klitschko's last fight and he's done. Right. And Joshua's now the king and he's moving on to bigger and better yeah. things. But I think a rematch would be amazing. I need a bigger arena. And all right. Just if you get past hundred thousand. I heard that there were um, that the some of the ringside tickets were going for like thirty to fifty grand, total pounds as well. Ridiculous. For like one ringside seat. Unbelievable. So that's how, how much in demand that fight was, and it isn't again. So now everyone's talking about even even Joshua is talking about Tyson Fury. That fight. So speaking of him, I mean, all the hysteria surrounding Joshua after this fight is 100% deserved. He he proved that he's the real deal. I'm not knocking him at all. But what I, I've not really seen is how much respect Tyson Fury got after he beat Klitschko. Right. He went to Klitschko's country, or well, to Germany. Yeah. And basically just schooled him for 12 rounds. Hardly got touched apart from the last round. Made it look easy. And he came back with all the belts cleaned up. And it was just kind of like, it fell that. upon deaf ears. Right. And I'm like, why does no one, why is no one giving him any respect or any yeah. credit for this? And I think that might have been, I think that was part of the reason why he kind of went the way he did. Right, with his, yeah. his problem no was awesome. because he got negative I think he thought in his head, I've just done the impossible here, which he did. Yeah. And and he, he came back and no one even really gave him credit for it but because Anthony Joshua's got the sky machine behind him and matchroom boxing yeah. and all that and he sold out Wembley Stadium and it's the whole what's the word I'm looking for the whole spectacle behind it all of a huge event because he's got that behind him now that he's come through and won the fight especially after being knocked down it's like he's Ali he's yeah. the greatest of all time he's like you know everyone's Right yeah. up his ass. Now you seeing this and everything, I've never thought about that before, but it makes us kind of feel sorry a little bit for Tyson Fury. Oh, big time. He's, he never got Tyson respect. Fury, although he didn't knock him out, but he, but he didn't get knocked down. Tyson Tyson Fury, uh, he, he was the first man to beat him within yeah. 10 years. Was it 10 years? Oh, I think like over 10 years, over yeah. Over 10 years. So he, like you said, he did the impossible. So now the big fight everyone talking about is Tyson Fury versus, versus Joshua. Uh, and... I mean, yeah, that fight's be that fight would be great, but I think I think Joshua will beat him. So I would rather them not fight than Joshua beat him. You think beat uh, Joshua? I think Joshua beat him. Fury. Reason being, Fury's been out the ring too long. He's put on too much weight. If mm. you see his Instagram posts on the mitts, he looks look sharp. I don't think he's going to come straight huge. back to that fight, though, is he? I think he'll. I think he'll have a a comeback fight that he wins. Yeah, I don't think they'll meet until at least next year. Uh, uh, middle of next year at least 12 months from now anyway right. but Fury really wants to fight and and I'm sure Joshua wants to fight and that that fight there will be even bigger than the Klitschko fight yeah it's huge but I would really like to I would prefer to watch the Klitschko rematch first oh yeah definitely I, I think 
a Klitschko Joshua rematch if he came through a rematch then Fury and in the meantime right. Fury takes a, a comeback fight yeah. gets ready for that I think that would be my ideal yeah. scenario and then you've got Dimitri Wilder in or Deontay Wilder Deont- sorry yeah. Deontay Wilder in, in America as well put him in the mix but he's kind he, of he was on the Sky broadcast him and oh, Bellew were right next to each other on the Sky broadcast it's pretty funny well I've seen them arguing on, on a, uh, Eiffel in London I don't really I don't know it's weird I don't really count Wilder in the mix I think he's below everybody else right. I think Klitschko would beat him I think Fury would beat him Joshua beats him I just don't think he's as good as yeah. the others. But he's top. undefeated and he's up there. And yeah. But he can knock anyone out if he yeah. is them clean. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love the fight. And uh, Brendan texted us this morning said it's like the best fight he's ever seen. Have you a fight? I said, well, it's up there. There was a fight that I seen. I can't remember who Evander Holyfield Yeah, I was fought. just going to say, some of the Holyfield fighters. Which just one? Wars. There was one where they were just punching each other's yeah, head yeah. right in. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. And that's why Holyfield's really punched drunk. I hate to see it. See, I look up, well, I idolise him. I think he's one of the greatest fighters ever. Yeah. Evander Holyfield, but he's punchy as fuck. And and the thing, the impressive thing with Holyfield was that he came up from cruiserweight too. Yeah. And took up all that punishment at heavyweight. He took some of Mike Tyson's best His punches. His chin on uh, at heavyweight coming up from cruiserweight. Ridiculous. Yeah. So when I moved to America, I was in training camps. I think I've told my told you sorry. I, I was in training camps with Evander Holyfield, uh, with Tommy Brooks, who was our trainer. And I, I was done two eight-week training camps with him. I was training. I was as close as me and, me and you are right now. Yeah. Training side by side in the bags and all that. I would talk to him. We even went for a few meals at Paul's Britannia pub. Yeah. We'd, I was on a TV show with him, like this TV promotional thing. And we got on well and he was like, kind of me boy in training camp because we're training at the same time every day. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, me and Ollie were boys and all that. Then this was before the 2012 Olympics. And then in London, I was doing some work for, uh, for the BBC and so was he, commenting on some of the fights. So I went uh, ringside. I was r- r- they brought us down ringside before the fight started, and then Evander Holyfield come down, and someone who n- never knew that he was me boy, they went, "Oh, Tony, meet Evander." And I went, "I am it." They like give him some skin and all that, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, nice to meet you." <laughs> oh, <laughs> Broke me hot. <laughs> I was like, "Devastated." <laughs> like, "Oh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's me from from America." He went, "Oh, uh, I went, yeah, Tommy Brooks." You went. Uh, and then, I then still didn't. It started then clicking. Tommy clicking. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Shit. And I was like, "Shit!" Like, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, obviously, Evander Holyfield meets a million people every day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was like this having conversations this long with him right, right. about his experience in the Olympics, and he was asking me about my experience. Yeah, yeah. And he fucking who I was. Oh, That's the damages getting punched off Mike Tyson as hard as you can in the face can yeah. do to you. Horrible. No. Uh, so moving on. We've got some of the topics we want to talk about. Now, this one is talking about travelling for work. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're drawing a line under the fight, right? Drawing, drawing a line under the fight. fight. Well we done, Auntie Joshua. Yeah, well done, it. Joshua. Uh, Amazing Britain proud. Yeah, uh, and if anyone's got any comments on that, you can leave us them on the Instagram, at Boxing Life Instagram. Leave us some comments there and we can talk about it. I'd like to get your, opi- your opinions on it as well. If you, I'd love it if any of you disagreed with Glenn. Not me, but Glenn, just so I can be on your side. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some people commenting about Tyson Fury. I just I just think he deserves more respect. Do you think Tyson Fury will win? That's a question, do you? Or do you not? Against leave the jo- que- Joshua. Yeah, leave the, the comments below. That's the question now, yeah. Uh, see what you see. So, travelling for work. This is, I, I'm a passionate traveller. I've got on my Facebook profile and I've got on, like, loads of me, uh, for me profiles, I love travelling. Yeah. I fucking love travelling. I so absolutely good. love it. Uh, it just makes you feel alive, doesn't it? <laughs> 
yeah, it makes you feel alive. It, it makes you just explore the world and all that. Uh, so what we traveling for work this year, we've been to Vegas already doing the academy and where else? Well, we up, upcoming, the next one's going to be Orlando. We're moving, we're traveling to Orlando. Uh, we've got Austin, Texas in June. We're going up to Denver in August. August San October. Jose in October. Yeah. So let's, let's rewind a little bit. If you've, new listen to this through listen to Brennan's podcast. Now we're getting a lot of new listeners from that. Uh, what we do, we teach trainers how to teach boxing and like personal trainers or fitness enthusiasts. Anyone really, Anyone, we go yeah. through the fundamentals of boxing, teach you how to box and teach you. We get that question. We get that question quite a bit on, on the social channels. It, you, it, can I do this if I've not got a certification as personal trainer or I don't really box. Can I do this? It's really for anybody. It's, it's a huge benefit to personal trainers, obviously, but if you're just interested in learning a bit more how to box with better technique or you just want to catch some punches for your kids or whatever yeah. it is, it's like if you're just interested to learn in general about fitness and boxing and how it can benefit you. Then there was that one guy who was done it from Texas who told us that now he's earning a fortune, well, not, he never told us a number, but he said he's earning like double his income because of teaching boxing, because he started doing Keith. a boxing club. No, not Keith. Uh, I think he was called G Gary. I can't, I'll have to look at my emails. But he, he said that he was, uh, now he's started doing boxing classes in his facility. Yeah. He said uh, he's killing it. He can't right. believe how, how addictive, how addictive boxing training is for oh, his clients. And, yeah. and the results they're getting is great. And there was that other guy as well who said he's trying to put a, uh, he's about to start doing a boxing class in another gym which it's not his gym, it's someone else's gym, and the owners love it because they haven't got uh, boxing there. That's great. But boxing now is one of the uh, best, most popular workouts there is around. Yeah, it's booming. So with us traveling for it, I mean, it's great. So what, what we do, we, on, in May 21st, we travel into Orlando and we're going to go to title boxing gym. We teach, we've got, I think we've got 20 people signed up already and we're going to teach these guys how to, how to teach boxing to the clients and yeah. hopefully they'll get, bring in more income. Yeah. And then, I mean, then we're traveling around after that. It's uh, it's good. And I mean, <laughs> one of the hard things for you is you've been away from your family. Mm -hmm. So what I do, you should call me Six Figure Tony. What I do when I'm traveling away, I just bring me fucking family with us. That's you know? advice, yeah. <laughs> if you can afford to do it, it's great. I mean, I you can afford it, but <laughs> you don't really want to. <laughs> no, it's like, there's, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts recently talking about work-life balance. And then I was listening to another guy the other day who was like, I don't even believe in work-life balance. That's a lot of bullshit. It should be life first and then anything else that you want to throw on top of that. Right. So it all comes back to what do you do for work, right? If you're doing something that you don't like for work or e even if you're traveling for work but you don't like what you're doing, that's taking you away from your family. That's going to be hard. Right. So I think there's this general notion of like traveling for work's great, but I was just talking to somebody in the gym the other day. He's like, oh, I've got to go away for, for work again for like a week. And he was talking about how it, put a ma it puts a massive strain on his relationship because right. he's always gone for a week. But yeah. he's, he's not working for himself. He's working for a company who's paying for him to go and do meetings on the East Coast. He's away from his family for a week. That would be horrible. Yeah, that would be odd. You know what I mean? I think um, we're, we're fortunate in that we're the ones dictating our own schedule. and Well, not dictating, but we're kind of in control of our own schedule when we do things and where we go. As I love, much as possible, so I, I we're, we're a lot more fortunate. We than love most what we do. I love finding people who love what we do. Ernie, we're a producer. Um, how do you enjoy doing what you do? Yeah, honestly, I feel I cheat the system a little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, I get to listen to people talk uh, about fascinating subjects all day. Doesn't yeah. really feel like work, right. honestly. You know. So Ernie is the producer of the podcast and a great guy, and he does a lot of podcasts. So what what other uh, podcasts do you do, and how did you get into this? Uh, well, I uh, started with a with, with a, a comedy podcast with a comedian named Jim Jeffries. Oh, you uh, did Jim Jeffries' podcast Jim, too? Jim Jeffries' oh, podcast. I love him. Yeah, so I started with him, and uh, they did it in Venice, and people saw my setup, and you know, this was in 2010, so you can only imagine like podcasts were like non-existent. So within the first six or seven months of just me recording that podcast, I got a lot of comedians like, you know, calling me to do their podcast. And then, you know, you're just basically hanging out, watching people make oh, jokes. Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel like fucking work, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a blue-collar kid. I, I uh, went to, uh, I worked in a grocery store and until this thing kind of took off. Yeah, so yeah. that moment, I was pretty excited to get out of that That's grocery awesome. store. How many podcasts do you do a week now? Uh, I have about 15 clients that I nice. have. Yeah. If anyone wants to find you and wants to start a podcast, how can they do that? Uh, you could just find me on all social media at Ernie Hurtado. Yeah, and we're tagging, yeah. well, we're tagging most yeah, of the yeah. posts anyway, so just shout out. It's great. The Vox Life podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought it would be great to get uh, another opinion there yeah, about, about loving what you're doing. He does it there, and like he said, he feels like he's cheating the system. It's kind of what I feel like as well. I'm sure you feel the same. When, when we travel for work, like when we go to the Onnit gym in Austin, Texas, or we're going to a conference or whatever, or we're in vegas for that film festival where right you went up to san francisco san jose to do the mind pump podcast those are all work right i just feel like when i'm in a hotel and i check into that hotel and then we're just in and out of rental cars and in and out of hotel rooms and yeah. you've got a bit of downtime at the hotel whatever it is that to me is just like i just feel amazing when i'm doing that i can't believe like that's my job to be here doing this this yeah. is my work it's just amazing because most people pay to do that for a vacation and like what you were saying before we're going to orlando in two weeks right three weeks and you're renting out a house in orlando and you're gonna be there for a week with your kids yeah but it's just all you've done is combined a holiday with work right so it's like, yeah. i've got to go there for work anyway so i'll just make it into a holiday yeah why not and i know yeah. brendan travels a lot now with the fire and the kids yeah imagine that brendan's got a mid talking about brendan he's got he's smashing it yeah and, He's fucking killing him. He is, he's, you just saw his new house, didn't you? I've just seen his new house. I don't know if he's announced it on his podcast yet, but he's he's killing it. Bentley, massive, massive house with a pool and a jacuzzi. And so then, you get for getting three million downloads in a week. <laughs> and and then he's on the road as well, so talking about traveling. He's traveling, doing what he what he loves. And this is what he loves. Like, stand, sit and talk. And he, yeah. he can talk all day long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because when I mentioned this on his podcast, when... I first met Brian Callan that was who I was training Brendan and, Brian, and me and Brendan used to make fun out of Brian because he'd, he'd he'd be in the gym and all that and he'd be hey, kicking the bags and, and he'd be like, like, like we, we fighters mate you stand up for a living talking yeah, yeah. all you do is talk for a living Brian and we make fun of him yeah. and now that's all our Brendan that's does all talk Brendan for a living did, yeah. and he's making way more than he did you know uh, so yeah I think what else were you talking about work life balance I've listened to a couple of podcasts in the last couple of weeks about it and it just hit me that that one guy I was listening to, I can't remember his name right now, I'll try and remember it the next time if we get around to it, talking about this again. But he just said he didn't believe in this work-life balance thing that everyone's trying to achieve. It's like, I'm so busy with work, I don't have time for the kids. I need to put more time into the kids. And it's like a stress to try and manage the two. And he just said, as, as soon as you start thinking about that, you're going to be battling it and you're going to be losing and falling behind. 
That sounds like me, because... He said, just, just think, he said, it just put life as the first thing. And then start putting the was pieces in. Was this your Rogan podcast? No, it was on you the to, Kevin Cruz oh, Lead X podcast, podcast which is a great podcast, one. by the way. If anyone's looking for productivity tips, leadership tips, managing a busy schedule, listening to people, how to be more creative, productive, all that kind of stuff, it's it's great. Yeah, that's my favorite podcast. Yeah, it's, Kevin it's Cruz really podcast. good. That's kind of what, how I feel now. If I'm not working or being productive, mm. I need to be with the kids. I feel like I need to be with the kids. Uh, I feel the same. And it, it's if I've got any kind of spare so time, stressful. it's got to be with him. It's so stressful. Uh, and my brain never stops. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so the thing that what we were going to talk about next was the, uh, the personal, personal trainer, trainer sports performance sport. coach. So if you're a personal trainer out there, Glenn hates the word personal trainer. Don't tell you, don't tell People like you. If someone asks you what you do for a living, don't see a personal trainer. That's what you told me, right? <laughs> well, do you remember when Matt was on the podcast? Yeah, Matt Nuttall. And he told us, yeah, that's in the archives as well. If you want to go and listen to that really good podcast, Matt Nuttall from uh, England, he said he got asked, what do you do for a living by a girl? And he went, oh, I'm a personal trainer. And she went, oh, okay, you, you sell weed. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's just like, I'm not saying that's the, the stereotype over here at all, but I think it's just a term that's on its way out. I think that the fitness industry is changing and evolving to more sports performance style training for general population. And I think people that are going around still saying, yeah, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a personal trainer, personal training. I just think it's a really outdated pigeonholed term and it's like, Okay, it's so generic, and it's like it, it, it just well, you wrote a, narrows you down into a column you don't need to be in. You wrote a really good blog on this on glenholmes.net. That's your website, right? Yeah, it's like glenholmes.net forward slash blog. And talking about how you're more than a personal trainer, a personal mm-hmm. trainer to you, and kind of it is when you think about it, it's a guy who were a clipboarder who's counting people's reps on, on the machines and all that and seeing train on this do this do that but you're you if, if i've asked you what do you do what are you going to say well he said he addresses this in the blog i get asked all the time oh you're a personal trainer and my response is i'm, I'm always kind of stumped with a response i'm like i can't just say yes i have to say well sort of but i do wait m- much more than that it's like right I, it's, it's not a one-word answer so i'm trying to steer people towards the term sports performance coach because a sports performance coach is responsible for a whole lot more in in so, somebody's progress. Some guy comes up to you and says, Glenn, Glenn Holmes, I'm looking for a personal trainer. I want to pay $700 a, $750 a session for a personal trainer. Are you the man for the job? Yes or no? What are you going to say? Fucking right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm a personal trainer, mate. I'm a personal trainer all day. A little Let's hand go. job for that as well, mate. A little hand job included. Uh, but yeah, no. But I you know. get my point, though, right? I think there's 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 so many personal trainers. Like I keep like personal trainer, and what I start to think of as a personal trainer now. You saw it the other day in the gym. We had a trainer who oh. came in outside trainer from the gym, not one of our staff. We talk about this in the academy about the qualities of a good trainer, what you need to do just to get the basics yeah. right this is what i think of when i think of a personal trainer now he had is 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 the person he was training was on a stability ball or some dumbbells whatever they were doing he was literally led pretty much where i'm sat right now on his flat on his back with no shoes on on his phone and his client is doing the exercising right here 
And I'm not dissing all personal trainers by saying this. I'm just saying... Dissing the personal trainers that do this. I'm dissing the personal trainers that do this. And I just think the term personal trainer applies to a lot of people who have got their eye on acting careers or do other things and they just do a bit of personal training on the side. That's why I try and stay clear of this term. They don't take it seriously. They're not invested in the people they're yeah, training. You, you would never see it. He's a sports performance coach. Exactly. He's lying there with his shoes off, texting why he's, this bird's doing... He's a personal around. trainer. It was funny because when this guy was doing this, he's an outside trainer, nothing to do with boxing, Bernie Pierce was rent. We had our six trainers in the ring, uh, our new development trainers, because when you come and try and get a job for boxing, we, we teach you for a development program where we train you up to be ready to, to do the classes. Yeah. And it was funny, Kev said to them all... And he said it loud as well. He went, uh, everyone listen, look, see that trainer down there? If any of you do something like that, he, oh, that. he said it loud. Yes. And he's going to do, that's one, no, what he said, that's one thing that you don't do as a personal trainer, what he's doing there. If any of you do that, you'd lose your job. And I was like, shit, he said that loud, but he never turned around and listened. I actually took a picture of him, cause, and I was going to post it on our trainer page and say, look, look, look yeah. at this tool doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, never it was my, I've never seen anything that bad before it. But um, I think just looking ahead of the general fitness world and the, the industry and the scene, there's a shift towards people training people as athletes and doing sports performance coach type training within a personal training environment, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of what I do on a daily basis. My clients come in here. I'm not just going to put them on the treadmill and go, okay, warm up on that. Let's do some dumbbell curls and just up the general fitness and strength level. And that's all that they get for that hour. And all right, see you later. They're putting in... 400 meter sprints on the track down the street monitoring right. the heart rate I'm setting them goals for their mile times they're coming in and building their agility and their speed and their quickness their mobility there's, there's so much to the whole picture of somebody's wellness as a whole that needs to be addressed and, and it's all down to the individual if they want to get faster you train them to get faster if, they wanna, if they're playing a sport on a Saturday afternoon you train them in the gym in the week to get better at that specific sport yeah. if they want better mobility you train them for that and I just think personal trainers are just still stuck in that, oh, you come in and I'll train you and we'll, you'll get a bit fitter and a bit stronger. There's no real direction or purpose to 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 that. So that's kind of the way I try so and think about it. if you're a personal trainer, training. change your thing to sports performance. Yeah, just kind of think outside the box a little bit and try and offer uh, something different and unique. And my whole approach is to train people as athletes yeah. and build every single part of that puzzle. It's like... There's so many different aspects to it all. Right, yeah. And that's I mean, where you're going to provide value. And that's kind of the body that people want these days is a body like an athlete, not a bodybuilder. Definitely. That's that's back in the personal trainer days, right? It's just like <laughs> if a sports performance coach is somebody who can take a guy in the weight in, in the weight room, make him bench press ridiculous weights, make him squat ridiculous weights, but then also make him move his body how it's supposed to move. Right. Yeah, right? definitely. Definitely. That's it's, it's the whole it's the whole picture. Yeah. So, well, this was a, a fun podcast. And guys, like I said at the beginning, if you leave us a nice five-star review, Glenn, Mr. Six-Figure Homes is going to give you a personal training session for free. And if you're from England, listen to this as well. Ernie, the producer, said, because now he's killing it with all his podcasts, he said he'll pay for your flights and accommodation. <laughs> So yeah, so go on iTunes to Boxing Life Podcast and leave us a review, five star. And until next time, I'm Tony Jeffries. This is Glenn Holmes. Later, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you later.